If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. You've not looked me in the eye. Not once. Ashamed of what I became. Son of Uhtred, Lord of Bevenbo. It's time you remembered that. Providence, Rhode Island. Welcome to The Last King with blah, 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 Kingdom with Mary and Blake, <laughs> the podcast dedicated to The Last Kingdom on Netflix. So let's sit back, relax, and see how England was born. My name's Blake, and if that is not proof that we don't record that intro every single time, then I don't know what to tell you. Honestly, honestly. And just for those of you who don't know, I am sleep deprived. So uh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Even the, the most amount of coffee in this world is not going to save you today. Not today. No, it's okay. Between, between all sorts of things keeping me up the past several weeks, I am just, I'm running on fumes, friends, but I'm here to talk about one of the most impressive episodes of The Last Kingdom. Really, really pumped about this. Now, remember, um, for those of you who found us in the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button. For those of you who watch us on our social media channels, find us in your podcast app anyway. Give us a subscribe. Leave us a little review, particularly in Apple Podcasts. And those of you at jointhenerdclan.com, you made this podcast possible. Like, you voted on this. So if you're new to Marianne Blake and you're like, I'm digging this. I love The Last Kingdom. I want to, you know, know more about these two. Sure. You can head to marianneblake.com. We have loads of podcasts there. We actually have a Facebook community for our listeners. Just search Mary and Blake on Facebook. It's the only group named Mary and Blake. <laughs> You'll be able to find it. And if you want to make a difference in our company, you can head to jointhenerdclan.com. I'm going to put a call out to you right now. We are in dire need of getting a new computer. Um, it's been causing a lot of difficulties, which has kind of jumbled up our recording sessions. So just know that all of you at jointhenerdclan.com make a difference. And if you want to join, you can join for as little as $2 a month. All right, let's get into the show. All right, let's do it. Nope, that was the wrong one, Blake. I'm not the only one. Oh my goodness gracious, we are like all (laughs) over the place today. All right, let's do the real one this time. All right, there we go. Gotta hit the right button, Blake. You know, I think we're also just so frazzled after this episode. This episode just took you in the ways that we're used to and seeing Uhtred in a way that we're used to and completely threw us for a loop. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, it it was quite a doozy of an episode. And Blake, you were saying that a lot of people say that this is the episode that made them fall truly in love with The Last Kingdom, that this is when things really turn in an epic way. So if you have been just a casual viewer, you said that this is the one that makes people be like, all right, I need to really binge this Yes, show. all right, so let's let's put a sword in that conversation okay. because I, I want to get to the details and then okay. we'll talk about yes. it, okay? Um, all right, so the one, this is episode three of season two. Two, we are almost halfway through. At the end of this episode, Mary, we are halfway through season two. Okay. So, 
something big is probably coming here. We'll see what that is. Mm. We'll see what that is. But uh, episode three, director was by uh, John East. You probably don't know that name uh, because he's got a lot, a lot of British television. Okay. Uh, But he has broken into some American television as well. Um, We have here uh, Downton Abbey. All the way back in 2013, mm-hmm. uh, Killing Eve in 2018, Whiskey Cavalier. Uh, he directed Lost in Space, the television show Cursed, and uh, most recently directed the television show Pennyworth, which is uh, on uh, HBO Max. It's part of the the whole DC universe. Okay, uh, so that's that. Uh, the writer was Ben Vanstone. Uh, also, a lot of British television. Uh, TV shows like The Borrowers, The Smoke, You, Me, and the Apocalypse, uh, obviously The Last Kingdom, The English Game, and All Creatures Great and Small. Um, He also does another television show as well as uh, John East. Together, they also took part in the show of The East Enders. So uh, consider that uh, when you, uh, if you liked the work that was done in this episode, those are the guys behind it. Interesting. Uh, Also, worthy of note, first episode not written by Chris Bouchard. First episode. Interesting that this was it. Yeah, so that does get you into the conversation of the the auteur conversation, mm-hmm. right? Is is it better to have somebody or have a couple of people writing television scripts for one show, or is it better to have just one single writer? Yeah, I I think an argument could be made either way. I would agree. Um, I found know, this to be quite a good episode. You know, if you if you look at something like True Detective, you know, mm-hmm. you have one guy doing the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, or if you have a a show like Outlander, a bunch of mm-hmm. people, men and women, writing these episodes, uh, and in this particular case, now we finally have one guy uh, making his way into the writer's form. Uh, yeah. So. It's an interesting conversation, something that I think we all should consider as listeners and as watchers. What do we like most? We'd love to hear your thoughts. Agreed. Um, okay, Marvin, your shields rating. How many shields are you giving this episode? I'm going to give this episode a whopping 4.9. I was riveted. I was wow. really there. I had a lot of moments where I was like, yes, yes, yes. Or at least I applaud what you're doing or I hate what you're doing so much, but I'm here for it. And then there was something that I didn't like. So how about you? <laughs> I would say, uh, you know, Mary and I, you you, you and I are, are equal. Oh my God. In this we're one. married. I know, I know. Uh, here's what I will say. It was a great episode. Though, though, though. this show mm-hmm. has made uh, has made its bones uh, in, in chewing through time, in chewing through uh, long periods of time. Whole seasons. Whole seasons. Whole halves of a year. Literal seasons. In one episode. In one episode. And to, like, the episode was great. But I kind of wanted it to slow down. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted this whole process to be at least two episodes. Yep. Um, and that's why I'm giving it a 4-9. Because uh, other than that, it was a great episode. Cool. All right, Marvin, your GBGs. What do you got for your good, my your good. bad, and your great? My good, my bad, my great. All right. So my good is um, just how I've really enjoyed seeing Uhtred evolve in this episode. You know, I've been yep. saying frequently that, like, I like him. I'm kind of rooting for him, but I don't love him. I need to see more of a bigger character arc. This was it. I can see who everyone was saying, way to get to season two, episode yep. three. Yep. This was amazing. You know, we've seen him go through so much pain, losing different people. And um, I feel like the pain that he has with Helig, is that his friend? Helig. Hi, whatever, that guy, dead guy. Helig. Dead um, guy. <laughs> that, that, you know, it really, it, it gels together. So I'm, I'm here for the Uhtred storyline, which. Oh, okay. Yeah, Look at yeah. you. Uh, my bad. It's a, it's a dual bad. Even though this is only a 4.9, it's a dual bad because they're minuscule things that I was like, ah. First off, it's the previously on the last episode of The Last Kingdom. Sure. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. It, okay, it starts off like, I'm Uhtred, son of Uhtred. I fell in love with <laughs> the king's sister. Yeah. Whatever. So, no, you didn't. Like, what? No, I, I did. I yelled out, no, I you didn't. You just had sex last episode. Like, yeah. you can't say every single person that you have sex with, you fall in love with. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uhtred, like, calm down. You got to know each other a little bit. You got to make some, like, life plans, see how your values line up. Is, is Uhtred a stage five clinger? Uh, he is a serial monogamist. Yes, I think so. I mean, but then again, he was, like, kind of sleeping in the 
barn while he was married. Anyway, he just like <laughs> he needs to always have someone who he's in love with, and he keeps trying to hit on Hild. Stop hitting on Hild. Okay, yeah, she's yeah. not your woman. Anyway, but yeah, I love that he was like, "I'm in love." No, you're not. No, you're not. And my mm-hmm. great is Hild. Oh, okay. Why? You just everybody needs a Hild. Everybody needs a Hild. Like. Listen, lady, I love how she's like, he's a man of God. And I'm like, Hild, you just cut a guy's head off yeah. with a butter knife last episode. <laughs> you need to check your priorities. Uh, with a butter knife. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love Hild. I loved you know the clip that you played in the beginning of this episode. I yeah. loved how, as you said, a lot of time and space has gone here. And this has gone from this nun who we met who just has continued to take charge of her life. I love seeing, you know, there's there's a lot of things that we're going to talk about in regards to women, uh, in regards to being property. I think in this episode, I think it's a really interesting foil. Um, not foil, but actually, yeah, just just to be able to see actually the, the two in tandem, that Uhtred's in slavery and yet the king's sister, whatever her name is, Uhtred's yep. current love, um, you know, is Isla. essentially a piece of, isn't, wasn't Isola, wasn't no, that Gisela. the- then who was wasn't Isola the other Isol? No, Isolt. Let's get some new names, people. <laughs> wait, wait till we start talking about Ethelfled and Ethelred. Okay. Who's going to be the new the the new tandem? Okay, the king's sister. Rhyming names. Gisola. <laughs> anyway, um, how how Hild was able to help with Gisola? How Hild was able to have his sword? How yep. Hild was like just straight up chilling with Ragnar? Like, all right, here I am. That is a woman. That is a character, and I'm proud that it's a woman who has been able to take trauma and has been able to continue to push herself, even though it's difficult, uh, and stands by her friends. Sure. So, well done, Hild. Sure. My good is she's Al- like the Murta. Oh, okay. Like everybody, everybody needs, needs a, Murta. a Murta. Everyone needs a Hild. Uh, you know what? I think I'm in on this. Yeah. I'm I. You know what, Mary? Yes. Like she can come around my Thanksgiving table and like hang out with yeah, us. Like she's she a could solid. figure things out. You know, yeah. she's bringing she's all the, the great food. She's got. Oh yeah. She's bringing like that special, like uh, stuffing. You know, but she brings it with the cranberries and the nuts and everything. But usually, when people bring that, it sucks. Yeah. But when Hild makes it, it's great. It's really. You're good. You're like you all can bring whatever you want except Hild. Yeah. You know you're bringing. You bring that special stuffing. Yep. I don't, you know, with all the stuff in it. No, I'm a, I'm a I'm a plain stuffing guy. It's it's head it's head cheese. It's <laughs> isn't that what it is? Isn't oh no? Is that something perverted? That's what she said. <laughs> oh no! I, I have no idea what. I'm just thinking like gross droppings from the head she cut off. Oh. <laughs> Sorry if I just said something I shouldn't have. No, you didn't. But it just but, when when it, when you're when you're married to a 14 year old boy, that's that's what happens. Lord. Yes. Okay. So how about your GBG? Let's right. move on. So my good was Alexander Draymond. I, as most of you know, and I know you know Mary, I have not been an enormous fan of his acting. Uh, that Who is, is this? This is Uhtred. Um This is one of the things that have kind of held me back from loving this show as opposed to like really enjoying it okay like, you know um and you know we could we could almost call this sam hewan disease uh where you know sam hewan in uh, the first season of outlander first uh was not great bob just like not great he was okay but it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. He didn't really get into, I think. The I mean, whole... I think that there were some great aspects, particularly in the fact that Jamie was a young man. And I think that that's the yes. thing that we need to keep in mind with Uhtred. This is very much like loving and be- I loved Sam. I loved uh, Jamie. I loved Jamie. Well, see, Even well, in his you're... youth. Like, But that's the thing is what I'm saying is we're looking at two men who we do go over these grand swaths of time with their characters yeah. and we get to see them evolve. Like right now as a 39 year old woman, I'm not like, yay, I totally want to like hang out with a 22 year old man who yeah. just wants to like go. Uhtred, yeah. Uhtred is the guy that you date in your early 20s. He, yeah, when he, that's your age, yeah. Yeah, he he dates and you 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 date him in your early twenties. You go on the motorcycle with him. You make some bad choices with him, uh, and then you move on. Mm-hmm. And then you move on to a jabroni like me. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, you know, I'm going to call this Sam Hewen disease a little bit. Where I was not in love with Sam Hewen. He was great towards the end of season one. Uh, and then he was much better with each progressive season. The same thing I'm going to say here with with Alexander Draymond. I was not a huge fan of his in the first season. And I feel like he has 
played Uhtred pretty much the same the entire time. Okay. Um, there has not been a whole ton of range from mm-hmm. Alexander Draymond. Though, in this episode, we get that. We get that in spades. And not only do we go from him being a slave, we go to him being a broken man yeah. where he can't even fight, you know, Idishay Sven. Uh, and then we go to him healing and being healed by Hild. And then we go to him being banana land crazy yep. with yep. A- Abbot Idrid, which, by the way, loved. And if you go back and watch that scene, and this is why I'm, I'm saying this is my good. If you look at Alexander Draymond's eyes when he's like, say she's married one more time. Like the way that his eyes are. Well, it's also eyeliner. No, but it's just like. It's like <laughs> no, but he went from like not having his makeup on. Then he was like, I'm back. Hand me my charcoal eyeliner. I, I felt like I saw his entire iris. Yes. The, his whole eye. He bug eyed to that. He Bug eye, and it was just like it wasn't like stupid bug eye. It, no, was, it was the opposite of smize. You know how like yeah. Tyra Banks has her smize, like yeah, yeah, smile yeah. with your eyes. It was like <laughs> kill with your eyes. Yes, absolutely. Oh, hold on, one second. We made <laughs> everything in our studio is just falling apart. It's today. okay. It's okay. We're all right. We're, we're, gonna, we're hanging in there. We're gonna fix that. So that was your great, right? No, that was my good. Oh man, it took a long time just to say you're good. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Okay, let's. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back in black here. Back in black. All right. Uh, the bad for me is uh, I'm kind of out on Hild's reaction to killing Abbot Idrid. She's like, yeah, you just, that's a man of God. You killed yeah. And she's sitting there mourning this guy. I take it a little bit as a different way as that's a man of God. You're in big trouble. Like we just rescued <sighs> yeah. you and we are going to be in big trouble. I don't think she cared for that guy. Yes, he was a man of God. So maybe there was a little bit of mutual respect. But now knowing the repercussions that happened to Uhtred because of what he does, it's more like, that was a man of God. Like you just did a major no-no. Yeah, and maybe it was shock, mm-hmm. uh, and not necessarily like, oh, we, that this is a man of God who died. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a part of that that plays into it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I was just kind of out on that reaction. She's like, because she saw how awful this guy was and yes. what he was trying to do. You could say that, you know, in the in the background, Idrid was, you know, he was playing. He was playing the ropes and mm-hmm. he was making things happen without being too out front. And if you wanted to say, well, you know, she only saw that, then okay, I understand the reaction. But she saw him straight up villain mode when she's trying to marry Gis- when he's trying to marry Gisela to um, uh, Uncle Scar through his proxy. Yes. And he is truly poking at Uhtred. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't like that reaction. But my great, Agreed. my great, and it obviously goes back to Hild as well. It goes back to that scene with Hild and Uhtred that we played at the beginning of our episode. That healing scene is special. Uh, that is a scene that I will remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, Agreed. I, you know, I always try to talk about scenes in like, the first thing that you think of mm-hmm. when you think of a show, a show. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's Outlander or The Leftovers or anything that we've covered, Gilmore Girls, anything that we've covered, what's that one scene that you go back to and you're like, dude, that blew my doors off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's this scene so far. Okay. Um, that was excellent. And it was the most subdued, perfect scene that showed everything that this show does well. Mm-hmm. Writing, directing, cinematography, acting, all of it, it was perfect, and I loved it. Uh, and, and and not only that, but it's she says to him. Well, he says to her, "I'm ashamed of what I've become." What that is, I'm not a hundred percent sure. But regardless, he went from a warrior to to a slave, mm-hmm. and that must break him. And she says to him, "It doesn't matter what you are. Um, you are Uhtred, son of Uhtred, Lord of Bebenburg. It's time you remembered that." Mm-hmm. Playing on this this theme of what is identity and how do you define your identity, so perfect. And that, my love, is my GBG. That is that. There we go. That so, is that. So what else uh, stands out? I think to you, you know. I think episode? going chronologically in this episode will be a big help. I will say I need to get this off my chest. I'm not a big fan of the Gisela Uhtred situation, just because like, sorry Uhtred, you're. 
you're a two episode chump, okay? Two or three episode. <laughs> but like you said, this does span great deals of time. So maybe we just need to take Uchid for his worth, for his word, and say, okay, a lot of time did pass. Maybe he really does love Gisela, and maybe she really does care about him, and maybe this relationship will last a little longer, or maybe she'll just be dead, or maybe she'll leave him for somebody else. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Yep. Where's Brita? Oh, good point. Oh, by the way, Mary, Where I just we, we have to we have to play this for you. Hold on. Bam. Just like that. A winner. Because you called the slavery uh, aspect of the show being wrapped up in one episode. Oh. I, I called it in two. Oh. So uh, good job. Good job by you. I'm very proud of you I'm as glad. always. Great, great call. Why, thank you. Hey, and what did we put a sword in? What was the thing that we were supposed to talk about? Uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, oh, we, were, we put a sword in the fact that a lot of people say that this is oh, the episode yes. that makes okay. them fall in love with yes. the show. Excellent. Thank you so much. Actually, let's begin there. My question to you is, do you believe this? Like, do, yes. is this the episode that's that that puts this? I mean, I don't on know. Right I need to, I need to go you. on from here, but I would agree that this was a very powerful episode. That this was a wonderful episode in regards to some um, some relationships, particularly between Uhtred and Hild. Um, we get to see a lot of things starting to be in motion. We're back with Alfred, of course, having that connection with Uhtred, so that's in in play. We've got Ragnar, um, who Uhtred is standing up for, and he was, he's been looking for him for the better part of a year. Yeah. So I think in regards to the, the tightness of these relationships that we've been able to see from the very beginning, now it's really interwoven into this beautiful kind of braid of, of how they've been able to stay connected in each other's lives, yeah, yeah. but also what Uhtred goes through. This is Uhtred at his lowest we've seen him have beloved people be killed we've sure. seen his baby die we've seen how he's been with the witch woman Isold or whatever her name was um, don't, don't burn the bris- bread lady don't you besmirch um, the good name of Isold I already Isolde. have I already have and I will continue to whatevs you're dead uh, sorry I'm sorry <laughs> still one of the hottest scenes in TV I've ever seen her looking at him when they first meet, woof, oh, goodness Good. gracious. I'm glad about that send shivers up your spine. So I'm just saying that I believe it. I believe when people say this is the episode that gets them fully entrenched, loving in these characters. I hope that they don't kill some of the characters that now I am really caring about and for these relationships to grow. Um, yeah, that's where that's where I'm at. I will say if I could have made an editorial choice yep. and it had I been in the writer's room and had I known that there was going to be both season one and season two, I would not have killed Leah Frick in the final battle of season one, yes. I would have saved him and I would have had him have the dead guy's Halleck. position. Halleck. Yeah. I would have had him be Halleck's role. I did not learn to love Halleck. I felt terrible for him in this episode. I felt terrible for him with his being, you know, going crazy on the ship and for everything that he's done by Uhtred's side. We've been able to see him grow um, kind of as a brother figure of Uhtred's. But had that been Leah Frick, the pain that we would have felt as the viewers, seeing him lose his mind on the ship, seeing Uhtred care for him, and then feeling Uhtred's pain, hearing Leofric screams as he's tied to the bow of this ship, we, I think, as viewers would have felt it even more so. We still felt bad for that guy, but had this been Leofric in that role, your minds would have been blown. Mary? A much better death for him. Absolutely. A much better mourning that we get to see as Uhtred, as our own viewers. All around, you are a hundred percent should have been him. right. Should have been him. I understand. Well, I still don't understand why they killed Leah Fritch in the first season. I, I, I get it. I don't like it. I thought it was a meaningless death. I thought it was done for the sake of doing it. And yes, you're right. If had they put Halig or, or Leah Fritch in this in the space role, of yeah. Halig's role. 100% would have been more impactful, yeah. more meaningful. The relationship between Uhtred and Leofric would have been far more investing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mary, I think this kind of all plays into itself. There's a one giant circle that's happening here. People have said that they mark this as the episode where this show kicks into high gear. And that happens for a couple of reasons, in my opinion. It's it's not because of the writing necessarily, or because of the direction, or the cinematography. It, it, it's all been great. I mean, again, that scene between uh, Hild and and Uhtred is bananas good. What matters, I think, is vulnerability. We finally have Uhtred be truly vulnerable. Mm-hmm. He began this series as, I mean, as a badass. 
and he continued to be a badass yeah. through and like you had certain things like his his son's death or uh him losing certain people or Isolt's death like but those that fed into the badassery of yes. Uhtred, right? That fed into that. Mm-hmm. This, what happens in this episode, it destroys that mm-hmm. and says, oh, no, 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 no. You, you think one thing, but we're going to take that and we're going to break him down into a whole other thing. Yeah. And then they have to build him back up. They have to rebuild him. And that moment when he's sitting and touching the the grass and the the insect and just looking up at the the sky and which by the way Blake nor I could lay in that grass for oh, a day and no, a half no. and nap and Freaking have all the little creeper bugs like get stepping out of all here. over us we are used ants, to sleeping though i mean think spiders. about he was used to sleeping on that ship and like a, a wet Good gross point. thing Good so point. this being like warm in grass is probably much more comforting to him yeah um the fact of the matter is this we finally have a vulnerable utrid and we go from a place of being tortured literally to mm-hmm. uh, where we are now and vulnerability is what makes characters relatable it doesn't matter who you are what you are what mm-hmm. you're doing what character you are you can be batman right yeah uh, but he has to have a vulnerability so that we can relate to that person mm-hmm. uh, and that's what we get here and how normally do we get vulnerability it's through relationships and when those relationships are tested or when they're uh, put through a vice that is when you get the the true nature of a character the choices that they make and who they are as a character that's when the characters start defining the direction that they're going as opposed to the the, the plot of where they're going. Uh, that is a huge, huge deal. And I bring it back to what you said about Leofrich because that vulnerability would have been yeah. skyrocketing. Agreed. Uh, and... But I still felt bad for Halleck. I still yes. felt bad. He did. A, he, the, the actor did a fine job. We all yes. cared for him. We were able to see Uhtred. You know, the other the other thing with Halleck that is different than Leofrich. So, Leofrich, of course, was a soldier of of Otters and of Alfred's. So that might have changed the situation in regards yeah. to him being sold as a seed. But also, Halleck was meeker. You know, he had a smaller frame. He almost looked younger in, yeah. in terms to of Uhtred. So you did get to have kind of that big brother kind of sense that Uhtred would have over Halleck, where he may not have necessarily like nuzzled him and been like, "Here's some bread." If right. it was Leofrich, right? And and you know when when Uhtred was going. Back to Halligan saying, you've fought with me at Ethenden. You are a soldier. You're a warrior. Just think what that would have felt like mm-hmm. if that was Leofrich. Yeah. You know, just think of that. Yeah. I, and, you know, that's kind of where I want to leave it. Yeah. Because I don't want to spend the whole episode talking about that because we're not here to make a better show. I mean, <laughs> I, I kind of, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but I do want to center some of the conversation around the slavery ship aspect of it. Did you buy all the CGI? Did you buy the water and the whole thing? And There was only one moment where I didn't believe the CGI. It was where we see all the slaves in the ship and the the slave owners, they're on the ship walking and they're they're heading towards Iceland. That was the only time that I was like, oh, this isn't the best CGI. Yeah. But whatever. Whatever, man. I don't expect them to like rent boats and be out in the water and doing all this stuff. They did the best they could. I, I'm not going to nitpick over the CGI. I think that this is a beautiful show. And for that to be the one aspect that I don't think was their best, I doubt they're going to be spending loads of time at sea. Yep, yep. Um, one of the things I think that keeps defining Utra too, is how much he's losing. You know, he has lost Leofrich. He has lost Isolt. He Now he's lost Halleck. These are people that have to live in his memory mm-hmm. and he also is subject to that he has to live with the fact that he told Halig, i'm gonna get you out of here mm-hmm. you followed every single um you followed every single yeah, order that i've everything. given you yes follow this one we're getting out yeah you know um did you buy the escape scene Yes, I did. Finally, they were on land. They felt comfortable. They probably, I, I believe it. If they hadn't have tried to escape, I would have been very confused. I feel like Uhtred would most certainly have been trying to find a reason to escape and a time to escape. Sure. Uh, another thing that I want to ask you if you bought too was the inclusion of Finnan, the uh, the new friend that's come. Where he's hot. I'll take him. <laughs> that's what she said. I'll take him. <laughs> um, 
did did you buy the friendship? Did you buy the whole? Yeah. Th- did you buy the whole thing of you know we are we have a bond? Yes. You know, um, I think. What did he did he say? We have a bond. Yes. We are bonded, and I liked that because it made me think of the chains. Yes, absolutely. Perfect. So I loved that that was the word that he chose. You know, yeah. are you brothers? We are bonded. Like, and 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 that's that that kind of goes back to the whole. This show plows through its timeline mm-hmm. because all of a sudden we are thrown into Uhtred being a slave on this ship, and we are all of a sudden just supposed to buy that the guy behind him and the guy in front of him they're all best friends now. Um, and Finnan is the guy behind him, Halleck being the guy in front of him. Yeah. Um, I mean, we believed the Finnick part, and then this guy was behind him, and they would kind of buddy up. So right. I believed it. Yep. I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, I love that Finnan, you know, told the guy that I'm going to kill you, and mm-hmm. he does. And he does. And he does. Agreed. Um, and I will never hear the word pull again <laughs> and, pull. and think of it just normally. Um, mm-hmm. That is... Again, a Mary and Blake media commandment. Mm -hmm. Give me a good bookend. Give me a good bookend so that you know you're in safe hands. You know that whoever is writing, whatever we're doing here, they got a plan. Mm -hmm. And when you begin the episode with pull Mm -hmm. and you end the episode with a far greater pull. Yes. uh, And um, just the, the, the emotional release of what happened you're damn right that is where I want to go. Yeah. I, and and I was happy that it was in Finnan's hands as opposed to Uhtred, who was uh, essentially a broken mess. Yes. Uh, and of course, you leave it to Itty Shea Sven to see, like, pick up the sword and fight me. Mary, your thoughts on that scene. And Itty Shea Sven. I loved that because I do believe that he would have done that. He does want to be the one to behead and slay Uhtred. Who cares if he's so weak that he can't do anything? That's how bad Idishe Sven is, is that he would do that. He would try to kill a man as he's down and he is in no shape or form, even a shadow of the warrior that he used to be. What was weird is how quickly that group got ran out by Ragnar's people. It was like... I didn't understand how they found out so quickly. You know, we saw the slave trader. Yeah. And at first he was approached by Ragnar and he says they come usually in the spring on the full moon or whatever. And then Eddie Schweisven comes and he's like, I want to know where Uhtred is too. So he obviously tells him, I don't know who told Sven and I don't know who told Ragnar. Like, did one kid go tell Sven? Did one, or it seemed like Sven was there. It seemed like Sven was camped out. Like, I'm going to be here until Uhtred comes back. But then how did Ragnar know just to show up? Well, my sense is that Idishay Sven killed the, the, I can't remember the guy's name. It was like... The slave seller? Yeah, the slave seller. Like okay. His name was like Rorik or something. I can't remember. Okay. Being with an R, I know that. Um, I feel like he killed the guy. Okay. And Ronus, I think his name is Ronus. I mean, um, that's a name. I know. Um, he killed him and then just waited where he would be normally. Mm-hmm. My other sense, too, is that Ragnar and company were also camping out, waiting, knowing that is where Ronus And just waiting was. for, like, the ship to come and in? And waiting for the ship to come in. Okay. Um, and, you know, perhaps they sent somebody every single day to go just check just it out. Just to peek, yes. You know, just to peek, make sure. Okay. Uh, you know, because you got to think, the... Yeah, it could happen at any time. Happen at any time, and they got to get the boat in. They got to they mm-hmm. got to get the anchor down. They got to make sure they get all the slaves off the ship. They, yep. they, there's a lot of time in between there, so yep. it would make sense for one person to be there, camped out, looking, going back to the group, and the group now heading over to kill Eddie Chase Fan. Yes, but the guy won't die. No, he just keeps getting I away. Love I love it. Oh, what a clown! What a clown. I love it. I love it for the story. So I'm here if he keeps living for a little while longer. We have to be, you know, Ragnar reminds us that their sister is still lost. Yes. You know, he's able to remind him, like, we have all these other things that we have to do, but my one job was to bring you back to Alfred. Yes. And really upstanding, Ragnar. Really, really upstanding. As I said, I'm interested to know where Brita is. As Alfred kind of throws that in, you know, Ragnar and Brita are supposed to be free, but they won't be if you don't take the fall for this and come back into my army. I yeah, just my don't guess, know. my guess is Brita is still in, in chains, jail? making sure that Ragnar does what he is supposed to do. 
like hopefully they're feeding her a little better. Hopefully now that the queen got her glow up and she's a little friendlier, they're giving her like some nice food, maybe a <laughs> thing of soap every once in a while. Because Ragnar looks happy right uh, in that horse, living oh, yeah. La Vida Loca. He's living his life. Yes, he is. He is. He is out there. This is like a bachelor party. It is. I'm. I'm not with my girl. I get to do whatever the hell I want. I mean, I don't think he's like sleeping around like. Uhtred. No, 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 no. Rag- Ragnar strikes me as a guy that is one and very done. faithful. Yes. One and done. One and done. But he's out there. It, you know, it's like when, it's, it's kind of like the pandemic. You've been stuck in your house for, for an entire year mm-hmm. and you want to go out and you do things and you, they tell you, okay, masks off, everybody. And you're like, let's go to the bar. You know, I mean, and we that's weren't. what Ragnar is. That's what we think the 22-year-olds were like. Yeah. But <laughs> Hot like, girl summer. That's what can, that's what it is. That's what it was, except we Ragnar, didn't. Ragnar, it was, <laughs> We were like, let's put in our fence that we've been looking forward to buying (laughs) and stay in our own backyard some more. Oh, yeah, that that is very true. This is what happens when you have kids. Pathetic and true. But it's hot Ragnar summer. That's what it is. And that is how I feel, you know, he is going. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, when Uhtred sees Ragnar for the first time. Oh, my gosh. He has that, like, little squeak of Ragnar. Like, that also, it it could have been played so differently. Mm -hmm. And it it was. It kind of reminded me of that movie Captain Phillips. Uh, I don't think you watched that with I me. I did not. Uh, Tom Hanks plays the Captain Phillips, the guy that was on the oil tanker or the ship that was taken um, hostage by the Somalian pirates. Mm-hmm. And you know, Captain Phillips as uh, Hanks as Captain yeah. Phillips t- keeps it all together yeah, the entire it. time. And finally, when you know the U.S. military comes in and rescues these guys, um, Hanks. He gets on the military ship, and the first step that he takes, he just completely breaks. Like, Mm -hmm. after all of the trouble, after everything that he's gone through, he just breaks, and he starts crying, and he breaks down after being so strong the entire time. And that's the one, again, that one scene that I think of when I think of that movie. I I watched the whole thing. I don't even remember half of it, but I remember that. Because why, Mary? Vulnerability. There we go. Vulnerability. Uh, let's talk a, a little bit about the other portion of this episode. We have a lot of the plot mechanics Alfred happening Peeps with Alfred dinner. and Idrid and the Ethelwald and then Ethelred. Uh, and oh no, I'm sorry, Ethel fled. Whatever. Soon to be prince. Soon to be no. Ethel fled is the princess, Whatever. and soon to be married to Ethelred. Oh God! After he- after <laughs> after Wolf Chair or Chair Wolf. Uh, Right, are they from MRSA? Mercia. Mercia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't MRSA like a Mer- MRSA is a disease. <laughs> okay. So essentially like the Prince of Mercia, yes. we'll just call him, and Alfred's daughter, the princess. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if he is a prince I'm of Mercia. I'm just calling him that. He's but yeah, not. might as well be. He's like a lord You of know it. what? Stats are for nerds. The cute guy from Mercia. Yeah, sure. Um, watching Chairwolf croak, that was good. Yeah. Uh, that guy just showed up, started making demands of swords and everything, and he swords. that was that was it. Swords. Oh. <laughs> I loved that guy. Your you know, from Boston. Blake and I frequently talk about what we're going to be like when we're much older, and it is something that I look forward to because I feel like when you're that old, you have zero f's to give, yeah. and you just say what is on your mind. Like, no, I'm not going to come and just like talk about the weather and eat a little bit of your food, and then we'll eventually get to this. Like, I know what you want. I know you want me to have a young man who's going to marry your princess. I'm here to tell you what I want. I'm pretty much the Spice Girls. Tell you what I want, what I really, really want. And Alfred's like, so tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I Except I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> um, point was made. Point was definitely made. And and then the <sighs> queen going over and just getting the paper. So who's the hot prince? Yeah, wh- who's this guy? Who's, oh, Call nice. it out for me, will you? And then you see the princess look and she gives this look like... and Alfred's like oh my gosh my daughter's down she's down to get married because it's a hot guy I'm here for this (laughs) Ethel Fled is down she is DTF can you help me with something sure why does Alfred want her to marry someone from Mercia because it's it's part of the northern borders Mm -hmm. but doesn't he already own it he says it's part of England still yes but see the problem that Alfred has is that he is trying to make this England but not everybody else is buying into it. And that is why Chailwolf is perfect because he's saying, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say all you want about this England thing, but you're Wessex and I'm Mercia and you 
are your own king and I am my own king. I'm your buffer. I I have the Danes keep coming yeah. at me all the and time. And you're the one who just who agreed to make mm-hmm. Daneland. Who what makes you so powerful that you can do it? F you. And that is the important part of what this all plays into. He, Alfred, wants Ethelfled to be married off to somebody so that he can guarantee that she will produce a line that mm-hmm. will be related to him. Okay. And that she will be guaranteed lands in Mercia. It's not just about the bride price being 3,000 pieces of silver. No. Whatever. Who cares? Oh, yeah. Four? Yes. Doesn't he, matter. He doesn't even need that money. I want something He's more. I want something more permanent. That is lands. And if she has lands in Mercia, that means Alfred's influence now goes into those lands. He has a legal claim to those lands, hmm. which then expands his idea of England. Cool. So that is the reason why uh, that you know they've they've created well that that they created the marriage that yeah. they created, um, and then we also have of course the falling apart of this little triumvirate that was made um, between um, Guthrid and uh, oh. Uncle Scar and yes. the brothers. You can kind of tell that the brothers knew that that Guthrid was a clown because they were like because they were like yeah I guess you know he's you know, Uhtred ain't dead. And uh, yeah, it's good to see you, Alfred. Have a good have a, have a good ride back. It's gonna be a long walk. What jerks? Yeah. What kind of brothers are these? And what it, what was his master plan? Because now he's dead. I mean, I, I feel a little weird because it was almost anticlimactic. We felt we knew that this the bad brother, the like lead yeah. one, we the one who was like I had the vision. We knew that he had some motives, but like, what was your plan, man? Because now you just created this massive mess. Then you tried to to marry well, Guthrid, off. Guthrid created the mess. Well, no. no. Edric created a mess too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was him because Guthridge just the puppet. Yeah, but I think Edred wanted Uhtred dead. Guthrid yes. was the one that said, "No, no, put him in." No, slavery. exactly. I'm saying I don't know what Edred's goal, final goal, really was, aside from just to like get their land stable and to kind of have you know a stronger fortress or who knows what with all these people. I I really don't know what he was getting at, but he obviously was the puppet master with Gutrid being the puppet. Yes, yes. Gutrid just kind of messed up because he has a soft heart. And he's like, oh, rather than him die, he can just go away into yep. slavery. It'll be fine. Nobody will know except Uncle Scar does know. <laughs> and Uncle Scar has probably the best line of the whole episode. All I required was one lifeless head. What are we doing? For 200 spears. That's it. Are you out of your mind? That's it. This was easy. By the way, the chairs that they were all sitting in, the most uncomfortable chairs that I've ever seen in my life. You don't know. It kind of reminds me of Men in Black. You remember that scene when they're, they're all taking the test? Yes. And and like they're sitting in like these little eggs mm-hmm. and they don't know how to write on the to test. To me, because also Alfred has a couple of chairs and that he's had, and I'm like, that doesn't look comfortable at all. But maybe it was just so bougie that they were like, this is my bougie chair, yeah. and I spent a lot of money, and it took, you know, it's like pretty, yeah. but not comfortable whatsoever. But it shows your wealth. Like even the cups that they're drinking out of when Uncle Scar is there talking with with uh, Guthrid, you know, it was it almost reminded me of like. Um, I don't know. It was like a beaker. It was like a, a bowl type of oh, bottom and yeah, kind of like yeah, swirls yeah, yeah. at the top. And yes. it almost looked like a mason jar. Like you could kind of screw a top yep, on it. Yep. But in my mind, I'm like, no, that's to show that it took like more time and effort. And that's a little pretty. And this is their pretty cups that they took out for him because this is like the, the elite business meeting in their bougie chairs with their bougie cups. Yeah. <laughs> but of course he ends up saying, okay, I'll marry Gisela, even yep. though you didn't give me Uhtred's head. Fine. And all that it took was for the, the maniacal puppet master, but, but brother yeah. to say she likes Uhtred and Uhtred likes her. Right. So even though we didn't give you his head, we can give you his heart. Guy, guys playing 4D chess. Yes. Until he ain't anymore. And it was <laughs> when so he sees quick. <laughs> yeah. So of course that was a quick comes flip. in, takes his, he takes his, you know, takes the now kind of wife. I mean, she is technically I mean, married. I suppose. But, I don't know what know, the rules no were back then. There's, listen, if the guy's dead, there ain't nobody there to say that she's married to him. Well, the other brother who was still alive, the taller, skinnier brother with the beard, yeah, brother and then True, the, the yeah. proxy. Yeah, the proxy's there. I don't know. I, I still feel I like... Think that she, I think that he could get into some trouble with this, because she may be still technically legally married. Is this, is this a Destined to be Theory of the Week? Yes. Oh, look at you. Okay, there it is. Hold on. Let's, let's, let's make this official. Hold on. 
Gisela technically law wise being married, even though they hadn't bedded yet. Mm-hmm. I think that Uhtred's going to run into a Do you think this problem. is going to be a problem of Alfred's that he's yeah. going to have to deal with? Yeah. Alfred oh, will be like, okay, yeah. so you did me that solid, but now you've been banging this married woman. Yeah. And you know he's not afraid to take advantage of Uhtred oh, because no. he's got Uhtred now. Even though Uhtred hooked him up with so much. Yeah. He's still now playing Uhtred to, into his hands, yeah. saying, "No, you're going to be my guy. Yeah. That's and it." And here's how I'm going to blackmail you. And you know, and but before before we end the show, I do I do want to say, th- th- again, this episode was all over the place, but mm-hmm. in a good way. Yeah. And and even though I wanted it to be spread out over more time, in, in addition to the vulnerability part of that for everything that is vulnerable and bad you have to have an offset mm-hmm. and that is humor a sense of humor and yeah. we've talked about some of the lines that are that are humorous but one of the other lines that happens in this show is Ragnar showing up and being like Uhtred I'm bored of I'm bored of this it just yeah. kill everybody kill them all yep Ragnar quickly becoming one of my favorite characters I'm right there with you that was a great line, mm-hmm. and I just love that he just has zero Fs. His yep. Fs account is on overdraft. Agreed. And I, I like that he just showed up and said, let's kill everybody. Oh, and how he was like, you you didn't think that we would abandon you, that we'd forget about you. Yeah. Oh, oh. Okay, I love Father Bianca, and I love Ragnar. Yeah. Is, is, it, the eye, is it the eye makeup, do you think? No. Are you, are you in on the eye makeup? The forehead tattoo. The- <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Should, should because just... the eye makeup on Uhtred just makes me think he's trying to be Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean. Good point. But what about what about Ragnar? I mean, he's got some thick, thick. Uh... I, I mean, he's always had it though. I haven't Good really point. seen him without it. So, yeah. all right, fair enough. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in this episode? No, that's that's it. Oh, one other thing. Lastly, I want to mention. Yeah, it, we have not yet mentioned this, and I've been meaning to for the past two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell that the coloring and the the lighting in this season is far different than the first season. Um, it is far more colorful. Yes, and it it feels cleaner. Um, more. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like it better than the first season. I like the season. visual aspect much better. Uh, the, the first season, while very pretty, mm-hmm. seemed more muddy, if you if you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, this feels much cleaner. It feels much more precise, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, and that's something I think we can get into in, in another couple of episodes. Yeah. But I like where the visual language of the show and where it's going and, and how all that goes to be. Uh, oh, one other thing too, sorry. Uh, they are clearly... Setting up, I think, seasons worth of characters. Yes, Ethel fled. Ethel red. Oh my god! Ethel, Please just call them their nicknames. Yeah, prince, prince and princess. Princess. Um, Ethel Wald is still around. Oh, the drunk guy. Drunk guy. Drunk and he's laugh. He couldn't even love him. Contain himself. He was great. But he's here for it. Um, there's you know Gisela. They're setting up this posse. They're adding Finn into the posse now. Uh, to the Uhtred posse. Uh, you can see that they're moving new pieces. Hot guy. Okay. The new hot mm-hmm. guy. They're moving pieces to get us a real cast that will be around for a while. Yeah. Um, and that's the smart choice. And that all really takes place this episode. So I'm in. I'm in. Me too. All right. Um, get any other uh, Destiny to Be theories of the week? No, that right. was it. Well, I got I already one. Gave it. All right. So we're going to have to deal with this whole Siegfried and Eric thing. And you know that Guthrid's going to have to answer for what he has done. Because now, as much as it is hard for us to accept that Uhtred is back within the clutches of Alfred, that isn't wholly a bad thing. I know we want Uhtred to go get Bebenberg and be his own man. I don't. I think a lot of people do. um, But I think it's a good thing. And now Uhtred has real power. Uh, underneath Alfred. I just don't know the shape that Bebenberg's going to be in, if the people are even going to want him to be their leader. I'm kind of like, listen, man, why don't you just get your own Well, Bebenberg's going to be fine because you know, Uncle Scar, Alfrich, he's taking care of everything. Yeah, but uh, are they going to want to work for him? You know, it's like when you get a new job <sighs> yeah, and people like the other person. That's it's a good point. a little point. awkward for three years. <laughs> what was the... Uh... <laughs> That's what they say is when what you get a new Devil job. Wears Prada? The, the, Emily? Oh, Emily. You, Emily. Yeah. The, you're the new Emily. You're the new Emily. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uhtred is going to be the new Emily. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, so, no, we're going to have to deal with Eric and Siegfried. This is going to be a whole thing. And Guthrid is going to have to, I think, answer to Alfred at mm-hmm. this point now. And I wonder if that is going to be the, uh, 
uh, oh, the the overarching narrative for the rest of the season, um, especially because now Idrid is. I thought Idrid was going to be the guy. The Abbot Idrid was going to be the guy. The that bad was, guy. The, the yeah. overall bad guy. Obviously, he's not going to be now. Okay. I wonder if this whole confrontation is going to be it now. With who? Between Guthrid, Guthrid, uh, Al- Alfred, and now um, too many people. Alfred. So I wonder if that's going to be the. Who's Alfred? Alfred's Uncle Scar. Okay, just use their nicknames for me for okay. a little bit. Or you can say both. Alfred, uh, a.k.a. Uncle Scar. Uncle Scar, drunk guy. Uh, not drunk guy. <laughs> now you're getting me confused. Uncle Scar, Guthrid. Alfred, and Guthrid. Yes. I got that. Okay, so I wonder if that's going to be the whole... And it, they're going to have to deal with Siegfried and Eric, the, the two Danish brothers. Oh my God, I just see them joining whoever wins. I see them being like, Ragnar, can we hang with you? No, I think cool. after all this pillaging and everything that they went back to after the whole triumvirate yeah. was gone... They're gonna have to get their their butts handed to them, mm, and I think that's gonna happen. They're, they're gonna have to do that Danes soon. Do, man. All right, so that is that. Uh, I would say probably one of my favorite episodes of this of this Agreed. show so far. Same, um, and that's that. All right, let's close it out, shall we? Yeah. so incredibly much for tuning in to The Last Kingdom with Mary and Blake. As I said in the beginning of this podcast episode, if you enjoy Blake and I as podcast hosts, we have a slew of other topics that we cover. Uh, we've got Outlander, we've got Harry Potter, we've got Game of Thrones, Gilmore Girls, The yep. Leftovers, one of our favorite shows of all time. So if you are in the mood to kind of start to binge some other shows, we've got the colder months coming on in, you might be watching some things on Netflix or Stars or HBO, we have got you covered. Definitely football weather out there right now. I am happy. Let's right go. Here. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we we have a, a a goal to get a thousand members that join the nerdclan.com. Right now, we are at eight forty, and if we are able to get a thousand members, we can buy a new computer. So, and th- that will help us produce better shows, more fluid shows, and our studio won't be falling apart. So, please, if you want to support Mary and I, an independent little podcast company that is not related to any of these big corporate entities. Please go to jointhenerdclan.com, become a member there, get all the great extra stuff that is there, uh, and help us get a new computer, because yes. that is a big deal that we're gonna we're, we're going to need it. Uh, so that it is, is destined that. to be. And if you want to get in touch with Mary and I, you can uh, reach us at maryandblakemedia at gmail.com or reach out to us on any of the major uh, social media platforms. And as much as I hate to admit it, including TikTok. Yes, we're there. Just search Marion Blake. We'll be the Marion Blake that you find and see. We'd love to connect with you there. All right, my friends, on that note, my name is Mary. My name is Blake. Destiny is all. Destiny is all.